0: you listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast.
1: Hi, Rebecca. Hi, hey, Natalie. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited that we're talking about this show.
0: Oh, I feel like a weight is being lifted from my shoulders. I know
1: this is one of your all-time for sure faves, I and like I forgot show. how much I love it because until I watched it again. Okay. Um, we're talking about the Wonder Years. Yeah,
0: finally. I know people have been waiting for us to talk about this I just
1: this saw, time. and now all of a sudden there's commercials for this new Wonder Years that they're going to yes, be doing.
0: Yes, the reboot. Yeah. And I'm not usually excited for reboots. Yeah.
1: Because it's not. Well, it's like not a reboot. Re- no, it's not. It's I'm, a, it's a and whole I'm new. Never,
0: I'm never excited for remakes. Right. Remake, yes. But this, yeah, this <gasps> looks remake really looks amazing. Yeah. And because they're not changing the formula of it. It's Mm -hmm. the same concept. And also, Fred Savage is producing it or something like that. Oh, really? He's part of it. So, yeah. It's good to know. I'm super excited. I can't wait for
1: that to happen. Super, super fun. So, uh, this show, of course, was on in the very height of our youths. 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 Yeah, Um, this is
0: the Gen X show about boomers. Yes. Literally. Yes.
1: Oh, that's a, that's it, a good color right there. Is. And it's so funny because I remember, so this ran from 87 to 93, 88, 88 to 93. 93. And I would have been like nine when it started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's so very, uh, you know, close, other than the fact that it's set 20 years previously. Yeah. But for me, growing up, you're still, it's still that age that we were in. Because I do believe, too, that the Kevin Arnold character and Fred Savage himself are a year older than myself. Mm -hmm. So it's, it was just so very relatable, of course, when I was young. And now going back and watching it, I, this is a show, of course, I remember watching it. Things that stuck out to me, because things especially that are very emotional. But so many things I didn't remember. So yeah. many things. Because I never really watched this again after it was originally right. on. Um, So for me, it was so like, oh, yeah, I remember this concept. And then when things happened, I was like, oh, And it's super emotional. And there's so much happening in the 60s. Yes. So it's a very interesting show because it's about... We were that age, of course, when that was happening. So there's all of that coming to age. plus the world was changing drastically in the 60s. Yeah. So it's so crazy.
0: What I love about it was that it wasn't, like... It wasn't about what was happening as much in the 60s outside of Kevin's world. It's how he was living in this world. So, like, things didn't directly affect him. They Mm -hmm. weren't part of it. Like, um, in Forrest Gump, where Forrest Gump... You know, is part it meets, of history. He's part yeah. of everything. Yeah. He met, meets Elvis, and yeah. he meets Richard Nixon, and yeah. he's like, and he
1: literally changed those yeah. people somehow. He changed like changed yeah, history and whatever. Things. Yeah, this show isn't like this. It's
0: just about Kevin.
1: Yeah, and then it's just the real life stuff that you knew was happening during mm-hmm. that time. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and how it affected his family. I loved that. Yeah, uh, this aired from March 1988 to 19. 19- 93, May 1993, but actually the pilot aired on January 31st, 1988, mm. um, more than a month before the show officially premiered. Would you like to drop in to the premiere? Always, I know you love dropping in. Yes. So if you're a new listener um, for season five, sometimes we drop ourselves into the time period. So that's what we're going to do now. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you're going to love this. It's Sunday night. In January, 1988.
1: Mm.
0: You're hanging out on the puffy recliner, watching the Super Bowl post-game oh, on ABC, knows? and I'm probably in my room blasting the number one song on the radio, Never Gonna Give You Up, by Rick Astley. Oh, never I'm gonna, gonna give, give you up, up. never, never gonna, gonna let you down, down. never gonna run, gonna run around and hurt you. you. Huh, good sound. Sorry to, what do you call that, Rick Roll you there? right Didn't know that was going to happen on this show. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's 9.30 already, and absolutely nothing is on TV after the Super Bowl. So I stomp downstairs, and we watch this new show together. Mm, I love it. But now we get abruptly sucked back into 2021, and it's on Hulu. So we have to hear the theme song, Mm -hmm. originally by the Beatles, and then covered by Joe Cocker. Yes. Now covered by an uncredited singer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here for it. Yeah. That was hard to get through.
1: I love the song, but it's yeah. It it was it, like an elevator version. And but I do have to say that probably because of the Wonder Years, this was my 8th grade graduation oh, song that we sang that so for like cute. our oh, whatever it? it was. We sang Aww. with a little help from my friends. How cute. But I'm pretty sure when we did, I mean because at the time I, you know, we were all like, oh, yeah, let's sing that. And <laughs> it no was one, on the radio. No one thought it was weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was
0: so... Even though it was right an old time. song covered yeah. a long time ago, it was on the radio. Yeah, This one so, sounded like, like the one that's on Hulu now sounds like when you buy a tape at Kmart mm. that's supposed to be of a soundtrack.
1: Oh. But it
0: turns out that it's covers by people that you don't mm-hmm. know and you're thinking, how are all these like, great uh, songs on
1: one album? And for $1. Go, oh, $1. ninety-nine. Oh, that's why. <laughs> or remember the
0: Walgreens bin that had just all the tapes in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I once got suckered into a James Bond theme song oh, tape. Oh, so man. I might still be a I little scarred like from I that. I got one at one point. <laughs> yep. And it ended up, I was like, what? What is this? In the world happened. Mm-hmm. Anyway, The Wonder Years won a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series in 1988, and Fred Savage was nominated Outstanding Lead Actor for a Comedy Series when he was 13, and he was the youngest actor ever to be nominated. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You know, I have to say, when I watched this as a kid, which I did when it was new, Mm -hmm. I was in eighth grade, I think, when it started, I did not like Kevin... I don't think we're supposed to, like, love Kevin. Because mm, okay. he's just, like, a regular guy. Yeah. And he's a jerk, as we all know. Yeah. Because Winnie says it, like, a thousand yeah. times. He's a jerk. Yeah. But Fred Savage is an amazing actor. He really is. His facial expressions are amazing.
1: He does so well in this role, and it's so funny to me watching it. I watched every episode and uh, before we decided to talk about this. He starts out so young and small. He's a baby.
0: (laughs) He's a baby. And I'm like, and Winnie's a tiny little. Yes. Like embryo baby. Yes. They're so little. I'm like, how are they having this conversation? Yeah. About having crushes on each other. Yeah. And they're so cute.
1: They were so, uh, yeah, so little. (laughs) At one point, I'm watching it, and there was just an episode where he was flashing back. And then yeah. and it showed him, and I'm like, again, I just watched the whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not a real part of the show. Like, I, I didn't remember him being that small, even just so having small. had watched it. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he literally is at that age where he changes drastically, of course, because that's when we all change drastically. Right. So uh, it's so funny to watch him And it's grow so up.
0: funny to watch it, to binge it in, like, a month, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden... He's like almost like an, an adult, adult. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about this show that's different than a lot of other shows is that these kids are the age of their characters, mm-hmm. so yeah. they have very young children. And w- the intention was to watch them grow up, mm-hmm. which we got to do. I'm going to open my my Rank.
1: tie Can I have
0: a my tie after a stout? I think you can. Yes. <laughs> I think
1: you're an adult. You can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I can. I know, we'll see how that tastes for you.
0: So, like you were saying, I don't, like, I remember very many, like, I remember a lot of specific episodes. I didn't, I've watched it sometimes, like, I think when Netflix had their DVDs. Me too, me too. I got a couple of DVDs You're right. of random seasons, but mostly I remember the emotions mm-hmm. of a lot of the episodes, especially ones that made me cringe that I couldn't watch this time.
1: Well, and I thought to myself, it's so funny because I always remember the kiss between Kevin and Winnie in the that's basically at the end oh, of yeah. the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that that was in my brain, I had that like oh, wait, isn't there a period of time where they decide they like each other? So when I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, they grew up together, da 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 But also in the pilot, and of course, maybe this is why I remember it so much, because things that are very emotional and semi-historical are always kind of stick with me. So uh, Brian is Winnie's older brother, and he was killed in Vietnam mm-hmm. in 1968. So they like the family's outside uh the arnold family is outside yeah. and they like or i guess what was it kevin and his they dad were arguing got about car? something and they they came home and it was like they were gonna have a discussion and then karen mm. and uh That's right. the mom and uh what's his name wayne wayne come out and everyone's somber mm-hmm. and they're like it's Brian He was killed, you know. And so then everything changes. And yeah. then they see Winnie, you know, he goes over and sees Winnie. They go off to Harper's Woods at the end and then they share a kish. Kish. <laughs> a kiss. And that's when, um, is that when A Man Loves a Woman played too, that song? Might be, but let me
0: tell you something about the music in this, mo- in this show. Oh. So, for a long time, we couldn't watch The Wonder Years because of the licensing problems with all of the music.
1: Mm. And there are scenes
0: that, rely very heavily on the music yes and having I don't know do I have like a super freaky memory I think I have a super freaky memory for music in general because there are scenes where I was like that's not the right music and there's okay. only like 8 or 10 songs you can see the list online mm-hmm. there's only like 8 or 10 songs that they couldn't use they had to replace them okay. but it definitely felt wrong to me
1: interesting and now that you say that tangent it might have been a, that might have been the right song i believe because i remember that but you're right maybe it's over the years but tangent about that you and i have had this you and i have had this discussion mm-hmm. about the monkeys so i remember watching the monkeys on nick at night yes. and specific scenes having specific songs mm-hmm. and then later when i'm watching the dvds mm-hmm. It's a different song. Yes, that is and true. And you and I had the discussion about the episode where Davy's grandpa goes to take him back. Yes, I want to be free. It's it's Shades of Grey. And is I'm telling Shades you. Is it Shades of Grey now? No, or was it Shades of Grey On the then? DVD, it's, what you, what, uh, it's I, I want to be I want to be free. When we watched it growing up and on our VHS tapes, which I need to dig <laughs> out, it's Shades of Grey. And you and I had this discussion and I texted my sister and I said, hey. When Davy's grandpa takes him away, <laughs> what's the song? And she's all shades of gray. I was like, okay. So her and I, of course. I mean, so they and there are multiple episodes when I watch the DVD. I'm like, that's not what I grew that's up not with. That's <laughs> So that was a tangent okay. because music is important. You're like, right. It is. It's very that gets into your psyche. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you guys all know. Again, more tangents about the monkeys. I know everything goes back to that. <laughs> we grew up with that, and it's such a huge influence in my life that now I'm listening to the most current live Mike and Mickey Mm -hmm. album in my car. And certain songs just, they elicit certain feelings in me. And if the weather's a certain way, and it's, you know, so you're right, music is so huge. Yes. So that's interesting that I, because I did not know that about this show. And yeah, it's, it just, I know that's not the song,
0: it's fine. They replaced it with something mm-hmm. else. And you get past it. It yeah. just kind of feels like, I don't know, just like something's not
1: right. sitting right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you're just, you're right, your brain tells you that's that wasn't there that before. That wasn't the song. And my family gets tired of hearing me shout that. <laughs> <"And>
0: that's not right.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: Oh, good times. I
1: love it. So... Although we do have to talk about, so maybe this didn't happen either. You'll have to let me know. But there's an episode where uh, Kevin is looking at Lisa Bellini when the space shuttle's gonna blast uh-huh. off. And when it happens, then she looks at him and I'm a believer starts playing. So I had to just point that out because, oh, of really? course, we're obsessed with the monkeys. And so then, like, she looks at him and, of course, it's the blast off. And it's like, and then I saw her face. <laughs> and so they go on and on. So, of course, speaking because- of music.
0: That's fitting for yes, the time, of course. So, do you think that Kevin is a likable character? Because uh, maybe I'm the only person he, who doesn't like
1: him. No, I agree with your with your assessment. I because I'm thinking he flies off the handle a lot mm-hmm. for no reason, kind of in a random conversation. What are you talking about, Paul? He does. Like it's just, he's just. I mean, he's mean to Paul, kind of for no reason. Yeah. Although I feel like I do that sometimes, so kind of I was like, well, maybe that's me. I don't know. But he, you're right. He's he can be very unlikable, and he kind of plays. I don't know if I would call it games,
0: maybe because you know with Winnie, what's her saying? is he a Jerk. But that might also be because we're hearing like kind of his internal monologue where he's right. like, oh, "I'm just gonna," you know. I think it's like he his. Not being likable is really what we don't like about ourselves Mm -hmm. in, like, certain situations. Like, how he's mean to his teachers, and he's mean to Paul, and he makes bad decisions. And as a kid, it's hard to process a character that's not, like, full house. It's true. He's not like DJ Tanner. He's Kevin. He's kind of Because to me, he's
1: relatable. So that's where, yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily that he's not likable. He is definitely a jerk at times. And you can see there's other bullies, of course. They're in grade school and high school and all those fun things. And the way he deals with it. So you're kind of like, you kind of become Kevin, though. Because you do, you hear his inner dialogue. And then you watch him go through everything. And we all remember what it was like to experience those Mm -hmm. things. And so it's very interesting because you're right. He can be very unlikable, but it's almost like you feel like you're him throughout the show.
0: Yeah. It makes you think about like,
1: you know, how you treat
0: people. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot different watching the show now because I'm like, now I get the parents mm-hmm. because then you're just like yeah whatever that's his mom and
1: dad but yeah. now I'm like
0: oh his poor
1: parents yep exactly <laughs> his he dad is crappy because he's tired super tired he works all day long at Norcom he's so and hilarious it's funny because in the very beginning they kind of set that scene that you just don't, and then you just don't really ask him a mm-hmm. whole lot and you don't upset him and dinner better be on the table that's just how oh my it goodness. was. And, uh, Norma, his mom, does not work. So, um, she is that person. So she, because at one point when she does decide to get a job, uh, they're all like, uh, but my socks have a hole. Right. Uh, who's right? going to make breakfast? Oh, and uh, Jack is so <laughs> mad about it. He's like, as yeah. long as
0: it doesn't take time away from your work. Exactly.
1: Like, like, and even the boys,
0: me. though, the boys are like, wait a yeah. second, what? Right. Like, you're not
1: going to just be here if we need you?
0: Oh, and when he, she gets a job at Kevin's at
1: school. school.
0: Oh, that was amazing. hmm And I watched that one with my daughter. And Aww. I was like, would you like me to work at your school? And she's like, Please <laughs> <laughs> don't. That was a great episode. And But then again, he's mean to her. hmm And you feel bad for her. Yep. You feel bad you for do. a lot of people yeah. on this show. That's true. Like, that like Kevin true. interacts with. Yeah. Speaking of the table, their kitchen table mm-hmm. has always bothered me. Because it is so close to the wall, mm-hmm. and I imagine that when they're like setting up a scene to film, mm-hmm. that they have to like um, Kevin and Wayne have to get in, yes, and then they have to push the table, push back the table out. because yeah. there's no way a person
1: could get in and out of there. No, they're you're so- right.
0: Far up in that it is corner.
1: interesting, especially now when you think about the way tables. But you know, when we were growing up, and my mom's table is still like this. Her table against the wall, mm-hmm. and there were only four of us, though. So we sat. My parents each sat on the, right. one of the ends, and my sister and I sat on the long side. Um, so you're right, and it is interesting though because there's a couple times where they're in like a dining room eating. Mm-hmm. And it was just randomly thrown in there, and then never again. And then I thought, wait, I don't remember right their, the kitchen that door part there. being so big. And then all of a sudden, mm. you know, then you'd see them watching TV or whatever. But they always ate at the kitchen table, yeah. like for those couple times. Then all of a sudden, it was fancy. like, oh, hey, why wouldn't you always do that? Since there's no room at that there's little absolutely table, absolutely no room.
0: And there isn't there like a TV behind them, or am I imagining it, or am I thinking I'm, about my grandma's? I'm thinking their TV could be on the kitchen counter if there's one in there, like remember. a little tiny TV. I, my grandma and grandpa had a kitchen like that where they had a round table, mm-hmm. like, shoved into the corner. And then there was a TV on a shelf behind. Interesting. And I Interesting. was like, why is
1: that TV right there?
0: Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Very much so. There was a lot of pop culture reference, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we love that. Yes. Besides the music. Um, Kevin is watching I Dream of Jeannie. Mm-hmm. And... Says he'd give anything to have a genie. And then his mom asks him to set the table while she's making dinner. And, of course, doesn't see the obviousness of, like, he wishes he had a genie. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I had a genie. And she's like, set the table. And he's like, Meh.
1: She's <laughs> his freaking genie. Yep, exactly. And he's... Ugh. Does everything. But
0: now that I'm a grown up, I'm like, poor Norma. Mm-hmm. Poor Norma. Nobody appreciates her. No. Everybody's mean, although sometimes Norma and Jack are very romantic.
1: Towards yes, and, and I think true. he realizes, later, you know, as time goes on, because early on it there's definitely a focus on the family and all the way they're interacting with each other, and it's a very standard relationship, and I think over time he starts to realize how important she really is. As they all grow. So some painful
0: episodes for me included the one where his math teacher dies. yes. Um, the one where they, um, the choir teacher is trying to make them good, and mm-hmm. they all just suck. Yes. And that's relatable. Hi. And then the square dancing episode with Margaret Farquhar. And wh- he's all mean to her. She's the one who wears, like, the three braids. That's and right. he's like, Margaret, why do you wear three braids? And she's like, well, you... you I have an extra, or I have a spare, or something like that. <laughs> and who said that TV never taught
1: us anything? Yeah, it taught you not to be mean to people. Mm-hmm. Like very Margaret. true. And I feel like he, in these episodes, sometimes Kevin, when he does his things, he kind of like. He learns his lesson. He sees yeah. the error of his he ways knows when he, he makes fun of someone or then all of a sudden something happens. But he's it kind doesn't of always like, eh, change eh, it. No.
0: He d- yeah. He still goes and does the thing does even the though same he things. knows
1: he shouldn't. Yeah. That's very true.
0: Very true. Yeah. This isn't a happy endings kind of show.
1: And sometimes he acts out when he's just like, almost like if he's jealous too. I think he's, uh, Paul becomes good at basketball yes. and he's beating him out one on one like 87 times in a row or something. And then he's like... Putting him down and stuff mm-hmm. about it. And then Paul starts playing bad because it's like they're best friends and yeah. he's thinking that he's not being supported or something. And so then Kevin goes to a game and then it's all like, oh, no, you're going to do great. And then it's all back to normal yeah. again. So it's cool. Because he thinks he's better than
0: Paul. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he thinks he's more important than Paul, that he should be. Mm -hmm. Be better than Paul, like, when Paul has his bar mitzvah, and Kevin's all mad because it's on his birthday, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, losing his mind over it. Yeah.
1: It's so sad. And it's kind of a defense mechanism, though, because Paul is so smart, and Kevin is definitely not smart. (laughs) So there's that. He's like, well, if he's going to be smart, then I have to be better at everything else. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting little dynamic between the two of them. I really wish, it seemed like in later years, there wasn't nearly enough Paul. Like, I realized right. that, too. I was like... Later on, also Paul he'd be in an episode, Yeah, off. he'd be in an episode, I'd be like, oh my God, I forgot about Paul. Because, like, all yeah. of a sudden... And there'd be new people. I mean, yeah. even, like, when he, when Kevin has more friends show up. Like, like when Giovanni, Giovanni Ravisi comes in. And he's all like, hey. So, yeah. yeah. I know that that makes you
0: wonder, were these actors doing something else at the time? Because, like... Um Danica McKellar is super smart and, oh, like, yeah. went to Harvard or Yale or whatever and all that stuff. So I'm sure they had other things going on in their lives where they couldn't be on a
1: TV show all yeah. the time. Or maybe they chose to. I didn't look that up. Yeah. So sorry. It's very interesting. And I had no idea that um, Becky Slater... Mm. Who Kevin starts dating because he, you know, he goes back, we all know he goes uh, back and forth with Winnie over the years yeah. and everything crazy happens. I had no idea that Becky Slater was played by Danica McKellar's sister.
0: Her sister, Crystal Who almost McKellar. got the part of yes. Winnie.
1: And they said it was basically a toss-up.
0: Right. They were between those two, which I think... They don't look anything alike. They don't look anything alike. I love Becky Slater.
1: She's she is so cool, the best. And she punches Kevin
0: like and one of the times. Yeah, she holds her own, but I can't picture her as Winnie because no, I can only picture her as Becky Slater. Yeah. I don't know what she would like. Would she be a kind of a snooty Winnie? Yeah. Nobody wants that. Or
1: less. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem, and it's so funny though because you can't picture that. It's like yeah. trying to picture any show with somebody new playing a, a part. <laughs> That's true, but it's she's perfect she's for the perfect. Becky Slater. Role and it's yeah, I love it, it's so good. I love Becky Slater.
0: Um, episode, so let's talk about some guest stars. Yes, episode one of season three Kevin has a summer romance with a girl named Terry, played by future porn star Holly Sampson, mm. who was also Tiger Woods' mistress. Oh, okay. And she was also in Pump Up the Volume and Gia before her Triple X movie career. Interesting. Okay. I just wanted to put that out there. Didn't
1: you know that. I'm not
0: saying I recognized her. I just looked her up. Okay. Because okay. I was like, she looks familiar. She must be somebody. I wonder oh, who that is. And then I looked I it up. and say, I was going to say, all the people I wrote down I that do not. I recognized. I, didn't <laughs> I was like, she wasn't on that list. Hmm. I do not hmm. recognize her from triple X hmm, movies. I can tell sure. that. <laughs> and then... My favorite of Wayne's girlfriends, Julia Lewis. Yes. In season
1: three, who is the equivalent, like the female equivalent of Wayne.
0: Yeah. The same person. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. And I wrote her down, but there's also, it's so funny, I wrote this down because no one's going to know who this is. She's such a blip on the radar. Her name in real life is Meredith Scott Lynn. And she played a really, like, angry, crazy lady on Days of Our Lives for a few years. So as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, how do I know her? And... I had to look it up. And who did she play? On days? No, on. One oh, one of is, uh, one of Wayne's girlfriends, and I didn't remember to write down her name. So you only she had like three. And she was the one who ate a lot. It was like a cra- oh, there was an episode okay. she was yeah. all very. I know who yeah. you're talking about. And yep. nobody
0: in the family liked. Her. Yeah,
1: nobody liked her. And I'm like when I'm like looking her up and I'm like writing so it down. Funny. and then and she's gone. I was and like, oh so okay. Funny. She was on there
0: very long. I had totally forgotten that Kimmy Gibbler's boyfriend, Dwayne, was Wayne's friend, Wart. Remember Kimmy Gibbler, okay. boyfriend Dwayne, who was like, "Whatever."
1: That's, I that's wart. The whole time I was like, "Is this? Do I know this guy from somewhere?" Yep. Wow. I I ne- didn't even think. It. I'm like, "Oh, it just must have been that era. Those shows." Mm-hmm. Didn't realize. Yeah. He, so, and Ward's the one who went to the war, right? And he became all messed up when he, com- yes. when he came. back. That oh, was super.
0: That was a sad episode. That was
1: emotional. Oh my god. He because. Wayne and him both tried to go, yeah. and Wayne failed the physical. Right. Right, so there was that. And, and we then, don't get
0: to see a lot of, like, nice, sensitive Wayne, and yeah, Wart was, you know, all he shell shocked yep. and he took off all his clothes, and, and he told Wayne they don't fit anymore, and yeah. so Wayne off is in his shirt, and I'm crying, and, they hugged, and, I'm, and I'm like, sobbing. Oh, I'm like my oh my God. gosh. Yeah, That's I crazy. did cry a little bit during this show.
1: <sighs> Even me. There was lots. Lots of crying. Lots of crying. Lots of crying. Oh, okay. um, we have to talk about how both Mark Paul Gossler and Dustin Diamond make appearances. I didn't see Dustin Diamond. Okay, look. heres two. He was in like at least two. He was in the gym uh,
0: class. What season? was? Okay. <laughs> season two. Oh, okay. Um, I did skip some episodes because I was on a time okay. crunch. But I can tell you that I, I guess I have discovered that I never saw season four. The first oh, time okay. around. Okay. Okay. It felt different than the other seasons. Like someone else was writing the show. Like mm. it was more gimmicky. Yeah. Like more camera gimmicks and comedy trying to fun it up kind of thing. Okay. And then there
1: was a dog, which I didn't remember they had and they never had again. So Grandpa brings the dog. The dog right. does make an appearance in several later on, but you're right, he kind of he he, he kind of is there and then only comes back later so that he can run away for an episode so right. they can have like a bonding moment. Right. So you're right. He's just
0: like a random dog.
1: Yep. Cuz when he did
0: show back up I was like, "Oh, that's right, the dog." And Kevin even says that the dog was there when he graduated from high school, yeah. or whatever. And we're like, "Really?" Cuz we didn't or really watched see him, him leave. Yeah, for college. Yeah. yeah. We saw the dog house in the yeah. backyard, yeah. but not the dog. Interesting. So, I guess there were a lot of scenes from season 4 that I had seen. Okay. But I had seen them in clips later cuz there were a couple of clip shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the end of season 4 I think was a, an entire an entire episode, episode, of, that. episode yeah. of clip shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um there was like several of the people you know if any of you listened to our uh podcast on Kid 90. Mhm.
0: So oh, yeah. uh, a
1: lot of those guys that made the appearances were Chad Allen, Chad Jonathan Allen. Brandis. Mm. Um I did have to point out that Michael Bauer played Peter Armstronger. And I instantly was like, this is the guy he couldn't really do sit-ups, he was kind of chubby. Oh, and Kevin oh, oh, was with him. Oh. And I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. Where do I know him from? Oh, he played Roy Gublik on Friends in the <sighs> flashback episode Ghost Monica's The Problem with what Monica.
0: I, yes. I was like, I know this guy Yep. This guy. I was like,
1: how do I know him? I That's know him from so somewhere. Funny. Looked him up. That's who he was. That's excellent. And yeah, good times. That's so funny. And who plays, um, I can't, I don't know her name because I didn't write it down, but who plays Denise the Grease? Denise the Grease. I didn't
0: write her name down Me either. Me neither. But, okay.
1: She's on My Two Dads. Here's the deal.
0: <laughs> we, have, we have a time limit for this. Show. Mm. I'm very sorry. I want to talk about okay. our favorite e- episodes okay. next week. Okay. When we come back. Because I have a couple. Okay. And I just can't stop talking about the for one sure. of years. For sure. But we got to wrap it up. Okay. So we're going to come back next week. Okay. And today's episode by the way is sponsored by norcom oh yes norcom we don't really know what we do either <laughs> all right so let's wrap this up for now and see you next week I'll see you guys next week Clink. Clink. if you enjoy the show please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram we love to hear from our listeners For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.